Eels off the top. Larkham. Herbert smashes through the middle. Regan. Drop goal from Larkham. Up it goes. Could you believe it? Larkham has to be a De Beer. Welcome back, everyone, to the Green and Gold Rugby Show for another week. Remembering where the uh, where the show that's getting you over the advantage line and the hottest topics of Australian rugby. I'm Reg Roberts, um, and we've got a, a bit of a shaken up crew this week. Um, uh, Rowley's out west. In fact, to all our Western Force listeners, I believe Matt Rowley is your way. Perhaps he's having secret meetings with Twiggy Forrest. We we damn to hell hope he is, and we might be able to rebrand this the um, the, the Twiggy Forest uh, Green and Gold Rugby Podcast. Uh, I hear he's a big fan. Hugh Cavill's just flown back into town from a, a a few weeks away in Europe. I think he's trying to catch up with George Clooney, so looking for those more sponsorship um, dollars. And Jamie Mellon is just proving ever elusive, and maybe it's just on the back of two blood slow losses. So joining us once again, it's a bit of an NRC theme tonight. We are going to talk Wallabies and Wallaroos, but uh, we've got Nick and Brett, so Brett McKay, obviously, from the Royal. Brett, how are you? Thanks very much for joining us. What a, what an intro, mate. It doesn't at all sound like I'm sixth or seventh choice. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't complain about it. It's just your, your <laughs> annual visits. But, mate, you've been on almost more than Cavill this year. I was going to say, it feels like I've been on almost more than you this year. It's, I've, yeah, I've no, been, I've been, on once or, been on once or twice, but, uh, but, but, uh, but very happy to be back uh, this week. As always, it must be an RC week if I'm yes. on, the, on the Green and Gold <laughs> podcast. That's that's very limiting of you, Brett. And Nick, you're back again. <laughs> two in a row, mate. Two tests in a row. That's um, that's uh, it's pretty impressive uh, stunt by you. Obviously, your your uh, um, stamina is sticking in there. Yeah, I'm getting the caps, piling them up. First of all, starting starting it with drop kickoff, and now moving moving our way up to the to the main show. Who'd have thought? Excellent. It's not, it's not a great record you're uh, you're assembling, Nick. <laughs> um lads we are we're not going to go strictly five burning questions this week we we we're going to touch on the wallabies um obviously and, and just get some sort of feedback from from uh, the three of us of that match and what went down and, and and how we read things and how we're sort of feeling now we do want to touch on the wallaroos but then we want to get stuck in the nrc the nrc kicks off this weekend um, and, and, and obviously we're, we're going to have a bit of a look at the squads and, and finish off with the games for this weekend. Really exciting times. We're, we're all big fans of the competition, so we wanted to do it justice and have a good look at it. So, um, uh, Brett, you're our guest. Uh, we, we'll start with you from a Wallaby perspective. Obviously, we went down again, 40 points to 12, strikingly similar to what happened the week before in Sydney, um, even so much that we were in it um, up until just a few minutes to go into half-time. They score then, score very quickly after half-time, and then it just blows away. What else do we take out of this game, mate, that we didn't take out of a week ago in Sydney? Well, I mean, you, 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 you summed it up. It was it was a, a mirror image of what happened in Sydney the week before. And then and then just to, to, to top it off, um, Michael Checker's immediate uh, comments post-match to, to Rod Kafer on the field at Eden Park was that, yeah, just the same mistakes as last week. So even even the team yeah. um, admitted being caught up in, in in exactly the same pattern. So I suppose, you know, the obvious thing to do would be to try and take the same things out of Sydney. But the issue there, I think, is that if you're making the same mistakes a week later, then you've got to look at the preparation and you've got to look at, you know, what sort of analysis they did. Because I don't think the All Blacks played 
um, any any differently to how they played in Sydney. They you know they deliberately sat back for thirty five minutes and then they picked their moment just before half time. I'd I'd love to know what the breakdown is, Reg. How how many times they score in the five minutes before and yeah. after, after half time in tests? It must be. I mean, it feels like it's every test against the Wallabies at the moment. Oh, absolutely. And that's an interesting point you make about holding back. So, you know, and this is Matt's baby and the fitness of this team. And it was really poor last year, but by all reports, we were happy with it. This year we had the super rugby coaches on board. Um, the fitness was a lot better. We had, uh, a, you know, a decent break other than the Waratahs in the, um, between the super rugby finishing and mm. the rugby championship starting. And by all reports, there's some pretty hard on sessions there. Um, so by all, you know, everything we knew or, or were aware of, the fitness was good. It was actually a lot better. Fox yeah. Wise come out and lambasted that. Is it as bad or is it just the All Blacks just know how to, to wear a team out? Um, I think it's a bit of both, if, if we're honest. Um, and, and again, I, I, I haven't seen the breakdown and I can't remember what the stats was like, but it felt to me like the Wallabies... Um, spent the first half an hour of the game tackling um, yeah. to the, to the point where by about the hour mark there was some some guys who were genuinely out on their feet and so um, you can bring in you can bring into the conversation how 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 maybe Checker was um, outplayed in terms of his bench use uh, and, mm. and I think Steve Hansen is really really good at that he's he's um, to the point of I think sometimes it, it actually feels like Hansen replaces guys early if that makes sense yep. like yep. yeah and, and and with the difference being you know better better to be too early than too late i suppose so uh yeah that that was that was one big big thing to me and i look at i look at a guy like um you know david pocock who was who i thought was enormous he was and i think he was the best best wallaby on the field by incredible margin yeah incredible. Um, and he was just absolutely out in his feet but he was still giving everything in the 78th 79th 80th minute than, than, than at the start of the game. And I'm not necessarily sure that's the same across the board. So I think going to, to, to the fitness levels is, um, is is an easy conclusion to draw, but I think that's probably not giving the All Blacks enough credit for the way that they put the foot down, particularly after halftime. And you can see when they scored that second that try immediately after halftime, they put the foot down every time they had the ball. Uh, and that's been the big difference I think that we've seen this year in the New Zealand sides. They've always been capable of doing it, but I think we've really seen teams like the Crusaders and the Hurricanes, particularly when they've they, they pick their moments in the games. And, and as soon as they get their hands on the ball, as soon as they cross, they put the foot down, and their you know their their speed in attack is ten twenty percent quicker than it was. So here's an interesting stat for you, Brett. And sorry, Nick, we'll get you in soon. Is that um, that first half? At least I don't have the, the tackles in that half, but I can say that the Wallabies had 62% possession in that first half. Um, oh, that is, that is interesting. Uh, so isn't that fascinating? But one of the criticisms of this Wallaby team has there been their lack of impact in attack and, in fact, their yeah. aimlessness in attack. So perhaps they're just working too hard to get no result. And the All Blacks knew that. They had confidence in their defence, um, knew they could hold them out and when they had their in the second half 57 percent possession they just exploded you know they yeah, did what yeah. they wanted i noticed after sydney and and i think it followed through in auckland as well i noticed in sydney that the wallabies um offloaded and were looking to offload a lot more than they did in the three tests against ireland in june 
Um, and that, to me, sort of said that they were changing. You know, they were wanting to get the ball in yep. behind, in behind the All Black line. Yeah. But then I sort of go back to that point uh, about about New Zealand being happy to hold back because because they just sort of if if they if the ball got in behind it they just adjusted yeah. and then they even sort of went in for the kill on the second phase play if that makes sense and it was often from there that the mistakes came and they counted so um, yeah it's I mean it's, it's almost it's almost playing into their hands a bit yeah hundred percent is. Nick, from your perspective, mate, did you, was there a different feeling from even from your own viewing between Sydney and um, Eden Park last weekend? No. So I really wanted to ignore this game simply because, you know, the last <laughs> performance... It's just because, it, like, you know, we, the Island series was so... There was a real sense that we were that we were about to... That we were onto something. And the fact that mm. it all just fell apart so badly in Sydney, again, just me off to be honest because we've been here before and so I honestly tried to avoid the match all weekend because I knew the script I mean we I knew that the Wallabies were kind of they, they would be hurt and they were going to turn up for check and, and play a better game and, and that they did I mean at set piece they won all of their scrums I think they won 10 scrums I think yep. testament to yep. Scotty CO he peaked a lot of pressure on Owen Franks on his opposite number in the scrum um, we won 10 out of 12 lineouts like I could tell yep. On Isaac Rodder being in line out as well played I think played a bigger role and again yeah. like you mentioned David Pocock he did he made thirteen tackles in that game and two well I don't I don't I don't think he's missed a tackle in the two tests mm. which is phenomenal against New Zealand yeah right. yeah absolutely but this is the thing but regardless of the fact that you know set piece did better and the Wallabies I could, you could say arguably played a better game you look at the scoreboard. Better the didn't matter. Yeah, twelve. It's an even bigger margin loss than, than than last week, and it just goes to show you're just not beating the All Blacks at Eden Park. It's a fortress. Yeah. I wonder how much is mental. You know, we, we talk about the, the. That's I doubt. I want to doubt the fitness and the strength and conditioning, and I and I believe some of it's just mental. That these just guys are, are, are still on. I won't say all, but they have this blockage around the All Blacks, and they know. As soon as that you know try comes before half time, they they drop it. You know, there's something that just clicks and said, "Ah, oh, these bloody All Blacks, they're good, aren't they?" Now they're just going to run away with it, you know. But because it just there are moments where they just look clocked off, and I don't know if that's fitness or just mental. I, I reckon, I reckon, Reg, if you looked at the individual records of the players, there wouldn't be many that have many more than two wins. Yeah, again the All Blacks in their in their in their career, and that would include Pocock. And so, if, yeah, yeah. you know, if if a if a guy like Pocock has only ever endured uh, losing to the All Blacks, it's it's no wonder they sort of drop into a shell, yeah, a bit. So, what what I thought was 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 interesting, and just picking up on your point there before Nick was that after after Sydney, I still wasn't and still aren't really convinced that the Wallabies were a twenty five point worse team in Sydney. Mm. But but funnily enough, I don't think I can say the same thing about Auckland, I, I, and and the difference is only three points. That was the margin was was twenty eight in Auckland. So mm. yeah, and, and maybe again that's just because that's coming back to the the point about it feeling so similar to Sydney, and and then and then them admitting post match they made the same mistakes again. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I I, I felt. And I think it's my own personal. I, I built myself up that we had a chance in Sydney, but there's just a lot of resignation watching that game in Auckland. It's just I was waiting for it to happen, and maybe that's a bit defeatist yeah. and so on. 
but uh, I, I just didn't feel I, you know, even that first half when you know Clark in the ball boys and, and if you're watching free to air, um, uh, whoever it is, a uh, Berkey and stuff, we're yeah. trying to be positive Good, about right. yeah. Uh, yeah, positive about our efforts. I I couldn't believe it. I, I just didn't see. You know, they were we were barely holding on. It was to me, it was just a matter of time before it all broke loose. We we, we just didn't seem to be that team. So I, I guess the question becomes, moving on from that, is <laughs> where do we stand? I mean, so Argentina and South Africa have now split one apiece. Uh, home games. Um, we play South Africa next uh, next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend. It, it, will this even, or you know, do we do we think we're coming in below South Africa and Argentina, or what do you reckon, Brent? I've got a new Nick. Nick, you haven't had much to say. Do you reckon this will end up being a, a home and away type scenario? We'll beat South Africa and Argentina at home and potentially lose to Argentina? Yeah, pretty much. I think it, Argentina are a lot better side that than I think a lot of people give it credit for. I think having um, Ledesma come into the national yeah. side was an excellent move um, by the Argentine Rugby Union. Um, I think, you know, I really rate him as a coach. Um, he's a really smart guy. Um, and you can tell that he can turn it around really quickly. I mean, Argentina on the, on the weekend against the box were, like, you'd look at the side that, by comparison, that turned out during the June series, and you'd be like, this is the same side that played? Mm. Because during that June series, when they when they lost to Wales 2-0 at home, they were woeful. They were just barely the same same side. So I think Argentina will be, will be much more of a challenge at home, particularly um, with Ledesma in. I think it's going to be the same case of we win home games and lose away games, because I don't see us beating South Africa, particularly because I mean, away from home, because they're playing a lot better um, now than what, they, than what they were last year. Yeah, what about you, Brett? What's your read on yeah. that? The, the, the Argies are playing well, but the, the box bounced back pretty decently um, last weekend. I, I, I hope we can split it home away <laughs> at this point, and, and if anything, I think it's a it's actually probably a good thing that we've, that we've got South Africa coming here in, yeah. in what ten days time than than rather than having to go over over there and face them at you know Newlands or Kings Park or something like that straight off the bat and even yeah. likewise having to go to go to Argentina straight away so I think having the next two games here in in Brisbane and down on the Gold Coast um, I think that's a that's a big help for the Wallabies and they've got to take advantage of that because if they drop one or both of those games then they might not win a game. In this yeah. in this tournament, and that's a and that's it's, it's a scary thought because I think we I think there was a, and I was sort of with you, Reg, on in going into that game in Sydney. I think there was a genuine chance that um, even if New Zealand you know were and are obviously a a, a step ahead of, of the other three, that the the competition level between Australia and South Africa and Argentina is actually going to be pretty close. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can yeah. I can I can genuinely see. The, the the three teams splitting home and away, which is which is going to mean that tries and bonus points are going to be um, are going to be really crucial. Yeah, hundred percent. It'll be fascinating. We'll we'll talk more about that next week. Um, uh, it's interesting. I, the um, there's been a lot of talk about Checker and and what next. And I know I did that big article about his stats. And if that anything that showed the general decline of Australian rugby, mm-hmm. and I actually had. A good chat with Ben Darwin on the phone a couple of days ago. Um, I think he'll be on our podcast next week, and he's got some pretty interesting opinions on the coaching 
um, position for the Wallabies and, and what we should and shouldn't be doing, um, and perhaps the you know the, the bigger picture on, on where the issues are and how we might resolve those. So um, we'll get to that next week. But as always, when I listen to Ben Tarwin talk, um, I get a bit mind blown by it all. It's yeah. um, it's, it's pretty <laughs> hey, fascinating hey, stuff. Reg, just just on that article, and I, and I read it um, pretty early on, so I didn't see a lot of the reaction to it. But but how how was it? How did it go down? What was the general train of um, discussion afterwards? Um, yeah, I think it was all positive. I mean, I, I, you know, I think it was similar observations. Look, to be honest, the main outcome was exactly what my outcome was. Yeah, yeah, there's no one else. You know, it, yeah, it's pretty yeah. dire, but it's no one else. Um, yeah. And in the end, that's pretty accurate. And and I, I um, that you know, I, I sort of stated in the article. I think Checker should go. Probably a bit knee jerk, but they're right that there, there's no one else there. I, I think the interesting thing at this NRC launch on yesterday, Raylene Castle was there, and obviously questions sort of ended up being directed around Checker, and she obviously gave her full support. And I, I and I can't that. believe she said he's got the full yeah, support. Yeah, I know, I know, board. I know. And <laughs> I, but I, I mean, even even if that is genuinely true, why would you even try and sell that as a statement in public now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But she, she she was very positive and, and supporting. He'll see through his contract and all that sort of stuff. When questions arose around other, because she said we we want to give them more support where they need it. And when questions arose around um, defence and the defence's assistant coach, she was not as overly positive and supportive. So right. I'll be very interested to see what happens there. Um, she did sort of more allude to the fact of bring some of the wealth of. T- talent and knowledge in Australian rugby into the game. So um, I don't know what that means, whether we'll, John Muggleton might be an assistant defence coach or something like that, but uh, I suspect there'll be a big focus on Nathan Gray's position and and where that goes. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll aim to see what happens. And that's and that's it's, it's interesting because I, in the little bit of reaction that I did see to it, uh, Reg, it actually looked to me like that the one really good point to come out of it was that there's been a, a genuine decline, decline absolutely. In, 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 in the Wallabies over the last, you know, eight to nine, eight, eight to ten years. Yeah, that yeah. sort of felt like that that was being missed a bit. Um, yeah, and 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 the, the reactor was almost a race to either agree or disagree that Checker should or shouldn't go. Yeah, yeah, um, and and that's you know that's sort of where emotion takes over reason sometimes. So yeah. that's 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 why I asked what the what it was like. Yeah, that, that was a, that was one of the most standout points from my perspective is that the last three coaches I think we've had are the bottom three in terms of performance yeah. statistically, which just shows there's a general decline. And 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 this is probably getting where Ben Darn is going to talk about. They are good coaches. You know, Checker won a championship in Europe. He won a title with the Waratahs. Mackenzie won a title with, you know, the Reds. Um, he turned them around. He's had a you know, substantial international experience. Um, Robbie Deans is the most accomplished coach from a, from a Super Rugby perspective there is, and he's winning now. They are good coaches. Yeah. Something is wrong elsewhere, you know, yeah. and um, it, we'll, we'll, we might get a bit more of that next week because um, there's some very interesting perspectives there from Benny, but very fascinating. Um, look, guys, before we move on from that weekend, we thought we should touch on the Wallaroos game. Um, they obviously went down um, again. Sorry, I'm just picking my score. It was um, a little bit more than the previous week. Um, the score was 
45 to 17 to the New Zealand um, New Zealand team. And, oh, gosh, the New Zealand t- team looked good. And, again, you can see the difference in professionalism and preparation, which stands these teams apart. And this, the Silver Ferns are, you know, what are they, five times yeah. world champions. And, and I'll tell you what, that Kendra Coxage is, is just a superb little player, the halfback for the Kiwis, um, and she's everything you'd think. Everything a Kiwi halfback is, she's, you know, dislikable, um, but superbly <laughs> talented. She was, I mean, isn't that just a halfback? I mean, but she, oh, yeah. um, no, that's that's just that's just an unprovoked attack on scrum bars, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she is a sensational little player. I really enjoyed watching her this last two tests because, uh, like I said last week, this is the first. Um, I didn't get to watch much of the World Cup last year because I think that was middle of the night. But this is the first time I've watched the Wallaroos and I've done it twice now and I really enjoyed the experiences as much as seeing the, the Kiwis as I have the Wallaroos. But, uh, Nick, did you get to watch this game and, and what were your thoughts? I did. I did get to watch this game. It was um, – I, I, I watched it after the fact um, yep. um, because I was trying to avoid the Wallabies game. But the uh, the Wallaroos um, – <laughs> but the Wallaroos <laughs> – as, it is difficult coming up against the Blackbirds because, by comparison, you have the like, you know, it says a lot about the Blackburns when even the the female players in Europe who get to play a lot more games um, struggle against this side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A testament to the quality of the players in that uh, in the um, in New Ze- in female players in New Zealand. But I think you know. Um, I reckon our girls can really hold our head high, uh, their heads high after that that performance. I think compared to previous years, their attack has gone forward by leaps and bounds. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, defensively, they showed a lot of progress in the last uh, in Sydney. I mean, it was a bit more leaky in uh, in New Zealand, but then again, it's hard to win any games in New Zealand. So, but what's really encouraging, like all I think, is just give these girls more games. I think plan is that. I think I read something in an article today on rugby.com.au that there's talk that there's that the girls will get as many as five tests in 2019. Yeah. More, more yep. of that, I think they just need to start playing more games. I reckon, mm. like Rayleigh mentioned a fortnight ago, more back-to-back tests. I think it's a, a fantastic idea. And the wins will come because we have talent. Yeah. And you see it in the Aon Uni 7s from the, week, from the weekend. You see it in this Wallaroo squad. You see it in the 7s squad. Just keep fostering that talent i reckon why not i i had a had a chance had the, the chance to have a chat with uh, with Dwayne Nestor when he, oh, yeah. when he had the had the had the Wallaroos um here in canberra at the at the AOS uh, before the first um first test in sydney and 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 and, and Dwayne's a, a, an ex school teacher like like a lot of coaches are and he looked after the uh, the junior elite pathways over in western australia for a decade or so even before he um you know took on the perth spirit type job so he's he's been used to working with um you know young young players and players relatively new to the game and and I said to him how how's it how's it been working with with the girls and he said it's actually been really similar to what to what he he knows if you like and so he said it's been really um really refreshing because they just want to learn they they yeah. want to you know they they want to you know think about set plays and they want to think about defensive patterns and then they straight away want to get out on the training track and, and you know walk it through and then run it through and they just want to they just want to absorb it all in they're really really taking into these chances to 
to train, you know, almost full time, even if only for blocks at a time. Um, and I think yep. that's just really, really encouraging. And I was really impressed with the way they were able to fight back in that second half um, yep. in Auckland and scored that really crucial try. And and yes, the the, the Ferns kicked on after that, but the, to be able to get themselves in the position, and I think they had to do it after, what was it, 10 or 12 phases or so, Reg, before yep. they um, barged over from, from close range, yep. to get themselves into that spot to to score that try. Uh, you could almost see the belief growing in them, you know, almost straight yeah. away. So, but that... Uh, yeah, it's, so it's been watching. It was, it, was, it was great to chat to Dwayne. Yeah, so that patience, you're right, is, is critical. It's such a great trait um, uh, for a rugby team in those situations. Sometimes you have to grind it out. But other times, I mean, their attack looked good. I think their attack looked almost better than the Wallabies in terms of there's actually movement forward and, and line breakings being made. And, they, mm. you know, it's not like for like always, although, you know, the fans are obviously sensational. But I'm, I'm wrapped in, in that team. And, and, again, my first touch t- sort of taste with a – watching a lot of these guys, but those locks, Millwood and Chloe, are just fantastic. I'm impressed, you know, that the sevens are producing these players. Obviously, Mahalia Murphy's played a lot of sevens, but also a lot of leagues, so she's a great addition to the fullback there. I'm really yeah. excited about her. I think we've got to work out how to get her in more space, and I think she's got to learn a bit more about the running lines. There's a few times there she's a, a little bit astray that she could have really caused some damage for us. Emily Chancellor on the side of the scrum, who's done a bit of sevens as well, and Georgie O'Neill, and gosh, a little Kobe Jane Morgan, talk about halfbacks. She is a little dynamo. I love her. Um, so, so just so much there. Sarah Reed in the centres. It was it was a really impressive performance isn't, despite isn't the scoreline. Isn't she quality? Isn't Reed, she good? Sarah, yeah. Sarah Reed at twelve. She's really good and and like just speaks really well. So um, yeah. she's you know really really refreshing and and that's and that's because you know they they're not full time professionals so that you yeah. know, they haven't had it drummed out of them if you like yet so. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, look, I, I thought I thought there was there was a lot of positives for it, and 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 I think the 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 general talk that they're getting closer and closer. I think that's you know I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just a shame. I don't you know I don't know where we'll Obviously, the A on Uni Sevens is now, and whether any of those sort of trickle back, and we'll get to see them then. But I guess it's not really into the Super W. Um, next year that we'll mm. see them running around 15s again, which is a shame because I've, I've really enjoyed these last two test matches. One one thing, one thing, Reg, that, that Dwayne yeah, did say to me was that that it was it was noticeable um, the the difference in the way that they train now as a result of having come through Super W programs. Oh, he really? Said that, yeah, he, he said the way they train particularly is is really really different. So uh, that's yep. that's that's a great benefit straight away. Yep. Excellent. Um, yeah, really interesting. All right, lads, let's get on to the NRC, um, and which kicks off this weekend. Uh, really exciting time of year, I reckon. Um, and, and it's, again, sort of everything that um, we love about the NRC in terms of young players, um, sort of injury-returning players, um, you know, some, some really interesting pros out there, particularly in these Queensland teams, with a fair bit to prove. Um, and just, um, you know, the, the full game of players plus the whole dynamic of, dynamic of the force. So fifth year of the NRC um, should be epic. It was launched earlier this week, and I was there, and I got to chat with all the captains, and I'll sort of bring that into our discussion. But we thought, lads, we, we might just do sort of a team-by-team team look. We'll have a look at their squad and, and, and their draw, all those sorts of things, some changes, anything, a bit of insight, respectively, of, of what we know. Obviously, the New South Wales teams haven't been named as yet. Um, the Shoot Shield final being this weekend, I assume they're waiting for that. I've got, you know, a couple of names I know are in some of the teams, but it, it should be pretty obvious. But lads, happy with that. We might just go around, go around the country and, and, mm. and uh, 
have a look how we feel. So let's start up here in Queensland. We'll start with the premiers, reigning premiers, Queensland country uh, back again. I guess uh, probably the biggest change is, is off the paddock with uh, Brad Thorne, who coached him last year, obviously stepping up for the Reds job. So Rob Seed takes the, takes the gig. He's, he's done a little bit of NRC and obviously a bit of uh, club stuff up, up here as well. So he, he, had, he had Brisbane City immediately before McHeenan, didn't he? Well, as assistant coach, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, he did, yeah. So um, he's got a legit experience and knows the competition and, and knows a lot of players. So Queensland country, um, look, you know, very, very similar to last year. Yeah. Um, some really, yeah, the, probably the dynamic that changes is is one of the most epic players last year's Taniela Tupo won't be around as much, you'd imagine. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll be in Wallaby squads, as will you know, probably Isaac Roder, Roder who you know, you know, I guess played a few last year. But I think Tupo will be a massive, massive change. But on the flip side, um, they have James Slipper this year. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think we saw in that, uh, well, at least I noticed it in that um, that trial match before the Bledisloe, that um, maybe his scrummaging's a little bit off, and that'll come with match practice. But his work around the field and his impact with the ball in hand is, is pretty significant. Maybe not Tom and Thor level, but uh, I think he could be a real key player for country this year. Um, Nick, uh, I guess, have you? what are your thoughts on this squad and how you from Queensland country will go? I mean, it's hard to... Uh, I legitimately think this is a really hard competition to call. I've probably got yeah. one favourite. <laughs> one one yeah. favourite for this. And, and that's part of the majesty of NRC is you don't know... Like, all of a sudden, we're hearing Canberra going to get a whole bunch of Wallabies back this week. You, you don't know week to week who's going to be available and who's not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's hard to call a favourite. I, I think there's a standout, and we might get to them a bit later. But, Nick, your impressions of Queensland country and, and, and um, what you'd expect, I guess? Yeah, well, it's it's good that they've got the same squad because, you know, the fact that they have played together and won it in the past is going to put them in good stead mentally already from the get-go. Um, and I think the real big thing that I find with it is that, you know, a lot of those players... Um, that, that played so well in the, in, the uh, in Queensland country transition into the Reds. And what I've always found, I always think the NRC this time of year is real palate cleanser. You always get frustrated by the fact that international rugby is not doing so well. So you go, so I always find um, my faith is restored by watching the NRC. And, you know, yeah. I feel like that would also transfer to the players in some capacity. If you've had, a, um, you know, seeing the likes of... Duncan Payal, who had a frustrating season with the Reds, step mm. up and play and as skipper um, for Queensland Country and have a blinder in that in that final score. And I think he was like he scored a double in Canberra. Um, mm. Shows the potential that that he's really got and that you're onto something there. I think the real strength for Queensland Country is in their forward pack. Um, even before last year when they won it, I've always thought that Country Queensland Country has had one of the strongest set pieces and forward packs in the comp- in the whole competition. Um, you've got the likes of, you know, um, Harry Hawkins, Angus Scott Young, Liam Wright, yep. Simu. Yep. Um, you, yep. Yeah. That's a really strong uh, scrum and a really strong set piece. And, you know, it's I, – I, I really see them as being like a top three finisher um, this year. I reckon they'll be a genuine contender. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good, strong call there. I think the pack will be just be as strong. I mean – uh, you know, you, you're going to have James Slipper there. You've got to have Alex Marthy, who was a um, – Alex Casey, sorry, who was a fantastic cooker last year. Um, 
hooker last year. Harry Hooper, who's probably come through the system, he might get the yeah. one of the prop gigs. Hawkins and Blythe probably in the locks. And then you've got that back row you talk about. Scott Young, Liam Wright and Caleb Tibble. But if I could throw out three names, you know, um, you got Tay Ford, Tom Kibble and Harry Wilson. A few of, them might, of you might know Ty Ford. He played a few games for Queensland Country last year. But Kibble and Wilson are a couple of young blokes, just teenagers. Kibble for Jeeps, Wilson for brothers, who are just superb. And um, I know, speaking to Duncan uh, at, at the launch earlier this week, Duncan Payua, that's captain, that he, he called out Harry Wilson as one of the names he expects to put his hand up this year. Um, so definitely one to watch. Uh, Brett, what about you? What's your thoughts on, on Queensland yeah, country? That- no, I tend, tend to tend to agree with all that. I, I think they're uh, I, I think they're they're a top a top four team, and 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 I, re- I reckon going into the first week when we're looking at squads and it's and it's really hard to know. You're, you're basically thinking about teams of, at bad squads as being top four or bottom four, probably. Yeah. Um, but but I reckon I, I reckon country are going to be are going to be right up there. The just the you look you look at look through their that squad and the number of guys that played in the final last year and, and just yeah. having that familiarity around them and, and, and knowing that they were, you know, what, two minutes away from maybe maybe losing the game. And that's probably being a bit unfair. It was really that last 10 minutes when they, when they kicked away after, after Payao's second try was when they, was when they really looked comfortable. But, you know, if things go differently in those last 10 minutes, then, you know, we might not be having the same conversation, but, the belief they got in those last ten minutes was really what kicked them home, and so, you know, uh, yeah, there's there's so many guys that were in there. There's so many good combinations, and um, as you say, you know, Hawking, Scott Young, Liam Wright, Caleb Timu, and then you've got Payawa and Fawai Sotia in the centres. You've, you know, I, I'll be really interested to see how James Tuttle, Tate McDermott results. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Because I still can't quite work out. What happened no, to James Tuttle at no. the Reds this year? Because I, I know he had an injury there mid-year, and then it was sort of like he just got forgotten about almost. Yeah. He sort of went from being, you know, the very obvious number one halfback in in Queensland to being about number four or five for no real obvious reason. So um, I'll be really interested to see how that that works out. And 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 look, I'll be interested to see where Isaiah Parisi fits in it because yeah. if if all the conversations about him are are right, then he could really dial the NRC in if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe this is a chance for him to maybe maybe fall in love with rugby again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of things there. So the Tuttle McDermott is fascinating, and so Tuttle, mm-hmm. you know, played most of the year for club um, and, and played pretty damn well. He actually, um, you know, played McDermott in the grand final, Queens and mm-hmm. Premier Rugby grand final, and and probably played over the top of Tate there. Look, looks you, comfortably ahead to me. Red yeah, and, watching it as. As well as being a, a wonderful goal kicker, yeah. So the Tuttle, the Tuttle Stewart combination last year for country was really important. Yeah, really clicked, and I'm, I'm kind of upset that we didn't get to see that for the Reds at all this year, um, given that combination. Particularly with Duncan playing outside, you know, that was one of the things I thought Brad would bring to the table. Let's stick to that Queensland country combination and see how that we can carry it on to the next level. It, it never happened. So you're right. You got Duncan there for us or Tia, Parisi, Jordan Pattaya. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where yeah. are we fitting him in? Filippo de Gugno, yeah. where are we fitting him in? Um, and, and the late signing Tom Lucas from the Sevens programs joined and he played in the trial match. They had a trial, inter, inter-squad trial, City versus Country on the weekend and he played fullback and was apparently man of the match. So who knows where these will all stand out. But um, you're right, once you put that talent and if it's, uh, if it's uh, 
you know, str- all first stringers there, it's a it's a pretty damn strong yeah. squad. Yeah. No, all right. Good look at side. Yeah, let's look at the next door neighbours being Brisbane City. Um, and again, some very good talent on paper. Um, my concern is will be that combination. You know, still plenty of changes from last year. Mm. Um, it starts with the scrum, um, and they should have, I would say, the strongest scrum in the competition. So the NASA boys, oh, sorry, the NASA boys, the Smith boys, the twins, JP and Ruan, yeah. will be in the front row, and I think they'll be asked to play 80 minutes each, just about. Not quite the depth at front row that we would like. In fact, Josh Nasser, who I alluded to there, um, who is the son of Brendan Nasser, former Wallaby. Um, oh, is that right? Yeah, so um, played a lot of Colts this year. Was obviously went early 20s uh, this year as well. A little bit of Premier grade and did some good stuff in the loose. A bit to go in the fields, and it's obviously no JP or Ruan. And there's uh, some other depth there too, but the Smith Twins, you're chucking Brandon Payne Mosa, who yeah. I don't know will get much Wallaby time, or even oh, Andrew Reddy. Oh. And there's a, there's a question mark about Andrew Reddy at the moment. I think he's playing ITM. He is. Um, yeah, he's playing for. Yeah, he's so, playing off the bench for off the bench for Southland. I'm sure. Right. So I'm not too sure where that stands. So I, I guess we yeah. won't see him, but not bad having Brandon Payne Mosa around either. I, I genuinely, I genuinely hope we don't see much of Payne yeah. Mosa in the in the NRC at all because I yes. still can't work out why he's yeah. not even in the Wallaby squad at the moment. Yes. So it's 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 madness. I think I think same sort of thing there, Reg. I think there's some there's some really good combination type things there and, and yet certainly the Smiths and Payanga and Moser up front um, you know you look a bit further down the list and you've got there's Michael Gunn there's Reese Hewitt there's Adam Korzik you know Luke, Luke Antui yep. potentially you know there's there's some there's some good little elements there I, I'm really happy to see Scott Gales come back yeah. to form for, for yeah. uni and, and force his way back in because he sort of you know, drifted in and out. He had that yep. season with the with the Rams a couple of years ago. So I'm good to see. I'm glad to see him back on. Um, likewise, Con Foley. Yeah, I reckon we go back to about 2015, 2016, and Con Foley was it's certainly in the team of the year and was just about the player of the competition to the point where at the start of the following year of Super Rugby, everyone's going, "Where the hell's Con Foley?" Yeah, uh, yep. and he went. I'm sure he went and had a preseason with. Um, with the Western Force, but uh, but might have picked up an injury over there, I think, and so it just didn't quite work out for him. So yeah. good to see him back. And then, you know, obviously Cooper and Hunt, um, you know, how they how how they um, perform at this level with more eyes on them, more expectation on them. I think that will be uh, really um, enlightening. I think. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. Cooper started the club season all guns are blazing. It was excellent. Had a hammy injury. Um, and I don't think he was quite the player he was pre, you know, pre-injury in this second half of the season. Started and, would, and would it be fair to say? Would it be fair to say, um, Reg, that that South's fortunes sort of went the same way? Yeah, very much. Yeah. So. Or in saying that, when he was injured, um, uh, uh, Teddy um came in and, and played um, fly half. Yeah, and right. Teddy Teller, and, and he yeah, actually yeah. did it pretty damn well. So, yeah. you know, it was more almost when he came back and was not quite the same play that things started to go down. Um, yeah. But his his battle with James Dalgleish, who is the UQ fly half, um, who is the, the, the club of head coach McKeon. You know, James, another very solid player. Two completely uh, different players, obviously. So that'll be an interesting combination. Look, a, a couple of names for you again. This is from... Um, uh, and, uh, 
Adam Korzik, who's the captain this year. So just a, another young. So th- there's two more. So I mentioned Kibble and Wilson. There's two more young flankers. And these these are excellent players. So Fraser McWright, who played Aussie 20s and was excellent over there, is a brother's player. So he's in this squad. And this guy called Mac, Matt Giquel, who uh, I have, apologies if I got the pronunciation wrong. So he's a sunny coast boy. He's only a teenager, played for Jeep's Premier Grade this year and was man of the match in the grand final. He is fantastic. But those four are just superb talents. When you consider Liam Wright's only a year or two older um, and Angus Scott Young, um, it, it, it is scary talent there yeah. in the back row. I, don't know, I think those guys will get more of a run than, than um, uh, Kibble and, and Wilson only because of the depth of the squad. But keep an eye out for those guys. Um, and the other one is out wide. If we, we had Junior Lalawifi you know, that first couple of years. And then we had Ed Fido last year for Brisbane City. Check, keep your eye out on it for um, the winger from South called, and again, apologies for the pronunciation, Amore Wakagavuli, who's, um, I think he's Kenyan, in fact, um, if he's not, I oh, don't know, that sounds pretty Fijian, doesn't it? But he, I was going to say, was, it, looked, yeah. it looks really Fijian, I've got to say, yeah. yeah. Um, but he was electric out wide for South. So if he gets his hand on the ball in much space, um, he'll he'll be unstoppable. So a mixed match team there. It's whether they have the combinations there for mine, and that's that's uh, that's for the coach to bring them together. We'll see how that goes. Hey, Reg, just going back to to, to Josh Nasser and, and yeah, thinking, yeah. About, thinking about Angus Scott Young and Alex yep. Horan as well. It's great to see the the sons of these son, yeah. the, son, the sons of guns coming through. But equally, do you have that moment where you go? Geez, I'm, I'm old. old suddenly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I used to love watching those back rows of, of Nasser and Scott Young for the Reds, and now yeah. their kids are playing for them. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it's, it's great. It's good to see them coming through. Yep. All right. Um, all right, let's go Let's go down your way, um, Brett, and yeah. look at the Vikings team. Um, and I, um, I, I like the I like the look of this of this side. I've I've been um, I've been calling um, ACT match of the round every week down here this year. So yep. I've seen all these guys in, in, in action um, with the possible exception of uh, Vunipola Fafita, who I think is a new yeah. uh, new recruit come down from, from the Brumbies. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. So I don't know much about him, but um, what I what I like about this is that they're all they've all had pretty pretty strong seasons um, down here in the ACT. Um, flicking through the through the list there. I mean great great to see you know the, the the Brumbies guys coming through. Um, there's certainly a a hope, and and us and we will we'll find out tomorrow morning now at the Vikings launch. Funnily enough, on on Thursday morning that'll be uh, how many of those um, those Wallabies come back. Certainly, there's a there's a hope that Rory Arnold um, and um, uh, Joey Powell, at the very least, will, will be will be released from from camp. Maybe even for Laufinger as well, um, but well, that that remains to be seen. Um, yeah, B, BJ Edwards is, is a guy that you might know. Nope. Um, um, Reg, he come, come down from Brisbane mid-season okay. um, on a just on a bit of a training deal with the with the Brumbies. Certainly no guarantees, and he stayed down here, played out the season with Gungahl, and, and was just about man of the match for their last month of the year. He was really, really good. Young what, what uh, position, C. He's a blind blindside flanker. He okay. Is. Yep. Um, really, really good. Um, Jacob Abel, what was a dual? He shared the McDougal Medal. It was the best and fairest player down here this year. He's the yep. younger brother of, uh, of Robbie, but he's Robbie, a yeah, scrum okay. half for East, and he really and 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 their captain led their revival down here this year. Um, so he's he's one to watch. Um, 
And then there's a couple of young guys coming through here. Noah Lalesio is a name that popped up this week. The Brumbies yeah. put, him, put him on the wider training squad for next year. He um, He's only 18, was the player of the grand final for, for Tuggeranong uh, oh. two weeks ago. This until oh. this year, he was he was named in the team of the year at outside centre. Until midway through this year, he'd never played fly half in his life, and he played <laughs> ten in the grand final for Tuggeranong, like he was twenty five and he played a hundred games. Oh, I love it! His, I love it. His, his vision and his his tactical kicking and his passing is just exceptional. So, I mean. I've had similar conversations about Mac Hansen before, and, I, and I'm really wary of putting too much pressure on these young guys. But he he really looks good, so I'll be really interested to see how he steps up. Um, yeah, and there's there's a lot of guys, like Ben Hines ready fit, fit and yeah. firing again. Um, yeah. I'd love to see Jordan Jackson Hope really yep. step up. Um, and and I actually think they've done probably a good thing in in sitting Sam Carter um, yep. and and Tommy Cusack. Um, and uh, Lockie McCaffrey out this year. They've Tommy Cusack particularly has basically had about 22 months of rugby nonstop, going going back to you know the Rio Olympics almost. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think they've done the right thing there. But they're they're going to be well stacked. There's plenty of um, plenty of firepower everywhere. So I remember you guys, Canberrans, going nuts when Mac Hansen was selected on the bench a couple of times yeah. last year. And it was good to see. I didn't see much doing that much there, but watching him in the Australian twenties, he was fantastic. So I'm Really excited to see him get a go. We actually didn't um, see Luke, a lot of him. We didn't actually see a lot of him um, here in here in Canberra this year, Edge, because he was in the under twenties so much. So right, we sort of yeah. saw him at the start of the year, and then when he came back, um, he was playing at fullback for, for Gungarland, and and late in the season they made a charge through through and finished top four. And his combination with Fanui Harbour at ten, so as a ten oh, fifteen, right. okay, was yep. really really impressive. And um, yeah, that was so again. That's I think they just. They just took a bit of pressure off off Hanson, and that really uh, really worked to his strengths. Yeah. Uh, so Be- Be- Benny Hahn, big fan of, and, and you know, Gus, he's, yeah. the, he's my blindside. He's the type of blindside I love. Uh, whether he plays lock or blindside, we'll see. But he recommended Luke Kimber. Um, yeah. Is he a young yeah. back rower? Uh, yeah, he'd be he'd be probably mid twenties. He'd probably be twenty five, right. twenty six, okay. twenty seven. Um, open side flanker for for yep. Royals. He's played in a couple of premierships for them. He's just a goer. Oh, right. Yep. He's just just a goer, just gets in and does it, but plenty of speed um, in in a in a bit of space as well. Um, and uh, Michael Oakman Hunt, we know about. You would have seen him before. He's, yeah, he's, absolutely. He's had, a, had a really strong season. Chance Penny's an interesting name on that list. Hasn't yeah. played a lot of rugby this when, year. By, by when his is he own, back? Well, he's he's back now, I believe. Yeah, yeah he's, oh, he's okay, ready, okay. ready to go. I'll be interested to see whether he's named for this weekend. All right. Uh, what's your thinks, uh, thoughts there, Nick? What, yeah, it's a pretty damn squatter, and again, depending on who plays, but lots of talent and it's exciting to hear some of that local and young talent there. Yeah, absolutely. I think Brett Brett touched very well on uh, Noah Lalisa. I, I saw him in that final, and I just thought, fantastic. I really hope that – I'm assuming Huera would be the first choice. Um, yeah. By half, but I really hope that he gets some time. Um, looking at the squad, a couple of names stick out to me. The first one is Iray Simone. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes. Recent pick, recent pick into the Brumbies side. I remember a couple of years back he played for the Rays um, as well, which I think is – so I think he's he's a big find for the Brumbies, and I really think that uh, he'll do really well um, this year um, if he gets some, some decent uh, game time. And Rob Valentini as well yeah. um, at the bottom. I think yeah. – how, how long was he out for during the season? He must have been – He he played he played in round – 
played the first couple of rounds and then he did uh, ankle or knee, I can't remember which one, and then he came back and did the opposite one, either knee or ankle, in his return game. And so he hasn't played hasn't played any um, any any club footy this year at all. Um, but yeah, I'll, I, I hope they. I'm sort of I'm sort of bit a bit betwixt and between. I, I sort of want him, want them to throw him in there and see how he goes, but I also want them just to really really take it easy. <laughs> so um, yeah, because he I mean he really really could be anything. So but yeah, I, I hope he's I hope he's ready to go. There's there's plenty of plenty of back row there though. So um, yeah, be interesting to see how that plays out. And on Simone, just looking at the centres as well. You know, and I mentioned Chance Penny before. Um, yeah, there's a there's a couple of couple of guys. Oh, well, Jackson Jordan Jackson Hope, Lenny Kitao was in the Australian Twenties yeah, this year. Kitao, yep. Yeah, um, you know, there's there's going to be plenty of uh, plenty of um, um, talent there for for Nick Scrivener to try and try and wade between and pick through. Indeed. All right, let's um, let's head further south, Nick. I'm going to chuck you Melbourne, mate. They've put you under the bus there. Test how you can think on your feet with this one. Um, you know, only two weeks on the podcast, mate. It doesn't all come easily. You have to, to run with this. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll, you'll earn your third week, mate. <laughs> I mean, as you'd expect, I mean, there's a lot of Melbourne Rebels talent there. They've, they've had a huge squad. I think they've you know, there's a few Rebels not playing or off in Japan and things like that, but still plenty of talent in that squad. Yeah, now there is a lot of talent in in this squad in the squad, and it's good to see the likes of you know, um, um, Rangi Rangri come through. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Jermaine Ainsley yep. as well, uh, Matt Phillip, Richard Hardwick. Um, but all, and it's it's good to see that there is a good mix of that with some of the younger talent like uh, Kitty Ratu, um, and uh, Kimi Valentini as well. It is, I feel like, because Melbourne really struggled last year. Um, I think they finished. Mm, they did. Yes. Wooden spoon, yep. Yeah, they, they got the wooden spoon, which is, um, I still remember the far cry from the first season where they went through the whole regular season completely undefeated and looked like they could do no wrong. Um, I, it is, I think this is, it is a strong squad. I kind of, I'm not sure exactly how they're going to go. Um, it, they, but what they do have is a huge amount of talent and, I, I, I kind of think it is quite a, quite a super rugby heavy side, um, but I think it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of an interesting one, Melbourne. I think it's kind of they're a bit of a dark horse. It really, kind of depends how they how they get going. It's not yeah, it's really yeah, it's tough that they're starting in Fiji, um, which we'll get to in a bit. <laughs> That's a hard place to start your season. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I reckon I reckon you've I reckon you've nailed that um, there, Nick. I, I think. Going back to what we were saying about Brisbane City and Queensland Country, what stands out to me about that rising team is that, yes, there's a lot of super rugby names, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of combination standing out to me. Mm. Um, and you know, you throw you throw in guys like um, you know, Issy Nicerani's just um, just arrived down there from Canberra. Um, Misa Rasmus is is, is a, was an interesting one named yeah. when, I, yep. when I saw him. So he's he's headed south as well. Um, and there's a lot of guys who have done a lot of training together um, but we haven't seen a lot of Richard Hardwick this year we haven't necessarily seen uh, a lot of Laurie Weeks this year we we haven't seen a lot of Anurangi um, you know and, and they'll be they'll be key guys um, and you know how uh, Sione Tuipolotu who I think is could be a yeah. really really great talent but yeah, hasn't, hasn't we haven't seen a lot this year no. and he's sort of admittedly he's been stuck a little bit between and behind Billy Meeks and Tom English and those guys but uh, you know it's I think it's really important that those young young Melbourne guys particularly um, 
come through. So, yeah, Kitty Ratu we saw last year, and he was yep. quick from memory. Yep. Um, Kemi Valentini is the younger brother of Rob. So he's an older brother. Oh, older is it? Yeah, right. Because so, yeah, Rob's Rob's, oh, Rob's only, only nineteen. Is he twenty? So I yeah, okay. I think it's mid twenty. So he's a yeah. fly half or inside back. I think he was one of the ones that Gus Cottrell, who's the, the captain of the team, yeah. sort of highlighted as a as one to watch. As with uh, George Noah, who's a a back rower. As it, yeah, Noah from the Unicorns, and then also Archie King, who's yeah. a fly half. I think down from Sydney, he plays for Southern up there. So there's, interesting. There's the, plenty, the three... plenty of guys that we've we've seen a, a bit of at this level, though. Um, Red, yeah, yeah, Rob Beaud exactly. played a lot of lot of NRC. Yeah. Trevor Trevor yep. Hosea's played the last couple of years. Well, that's what um, I was going to say. Matt yeah, Phillip, mate. Matt Phillip, Falmasilli, Fal- the the yeah. prop as well. Um, you know, I mean, Jack Maddox this time last year was standing out, and we were going, you know, keep an eye on these this McGregor and, and Maddox kids. They they look they look pretty good. So yeah. Uh, yeah. What 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 I, what I actually like is that, and and I wondered. Because the door was always left open for them, I wondered how many of the the X Force guys might have gone back and played. For, yeah, for yeah. Yep. Um, so, I th- and I think it's interesting that only Dane Hallett-Petty has, and even yeah. then, he probably won't play. He one, won't. So. No, exactly. So, yeah. Well, l- let's move on to the Force because it, that's a really interesting squad, and, and I think one of the reasons why people haven't gone back, Brett, is because they don't need them. You know, yeah, these, these, it's, a, these, it's a fair point you make. <laughs> these are these are my favourites, and I, you know, yeah. I don't think it's a necessarily a standout squad. I mean, you don't have, you know, your Nicerani's or your, um, you know, Laurie Weeks or Jermaine Ainsley's or your, you know, Angus Scott Youngs and all that sort of stuff. But these guys have been playing and training exactly. together for the last exactly. what three, exactly. four months. Four months, yeah. For that alone. Yeah, you know they've got to be favourites, don't they? Yeah, I, I think so. I've written exactly the same thing for um, for, for the Roar on Thursday. I, I think uh, in as we were saying in a competition where I think all eight teams are going to be quite close and anyone will beat anyone on the day. I think the Force have to start favourites this year just because they have got those combinations. They've got form behind them. Um, you know, uh, yeah, and it's just a good looking squad. Um, Tim Sampson, of course, is, yep. took 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 the Vikings to a final last year, and and there's again looking through the team, and you can look past. Yeah, you know, don't don't worry about the long bottoms and the Jeremy, Jeremy Thrushes and the, the Heath Testmans and you know the Ian Prize. They'll they'll be there obviously, but you look past those and you see guys like Harry Lloyd, who's ex ex yep. uh, ex Western Districts prop over here last year, played for the Vikings. Um, the the Orr brothers played yep. played for the Rant a couple of years ago. Uh, Harry Scoble is, um, uh, you know, born and bred um, Western Australian player. Played played a lot for Perth Spirit before. Um, Andrew Deegan starred for yep. New South Wales Country a couple of years ago. Tevin Ferris stood out at, at Blindside last year um, for the Spirit, having come into the yep. side off, uh, off off the Perth Premier grade. So there's some really good, genuine NRC level players. In then a really strong squad of some you know proper proper super rugby players as well. Well, I, and they had a poor year last year. Lots of young guys, the rising. But I thought Jack McGregor, their fly half, was one of their yeah, fantastic players, and it's uh, a great he's out west too. 
Yeah, yeah. so yeah. lots of talents. AJ Alatimu as well. Um, yeah. a, a couple of former you know, Queenslanders. I'm thrilled to see Rocket Davies. I don't think he's the best player in the world, but I, I, I still love watching him. But, but you, you talk about those players. Marcus Fansardi is another one with lots to prove, and I always yeah. rated him as a loose head prop. So lots there. Nick, well, what about Hen- you? What do you make of this? Oh, sorry, Brett, go on. Oh, I was just to say, Henry Tafu is at the bottom of oh, that. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's played, yep. played, played, for the, played for the Rams, played for Brisbane City, and done, yep. done quite well. And then you see guys like, Brad Lacey's gone back, which is good to yep. see. Um, I think uh, I think Marlonga Canelio had a season in, yep. in Brisbane as well. So he did. He's yep. gone back. He, he, he and, played for Brisbane City last year. Yeah, yep. yeah. And and uh, Clay Ewan was probably one yes. of the first spirit finds of last year. So uh, there's there's some really really good names there. Yeah, there is. Nick, your perspective on the on this Force team? You think they're and obviously they're going with the Western Force brand. You think they're um, favourites? Absolutely. So there's they're one of two favourites for me. And um, All right. in classic fashion, Brett cleared out the entire squad before I got the chance to meet Going back to Clay Ewan, I've been watching him um, you know, work his way into that force side over the course of the year. This is, a really, mm. he's, this is a really good young player, and the way he carries himself on the field, I really think he's got a huge amount of potential. What I really like about this squad is that it's not... I mean, a large amount of it is from World Series Rugby, but you can see that the Force have paid attention and looked at the uh, the Premier grade and seen the talent in there and added a yeah. couple of fresh faces to it as well, like your Carlo Tizanos. And um, I think it's... Uh, like, well, when we talk about the Orr Brothers, or Fergus Lee Warner, like folks that you wouldn't yeah. recognise, but there's a lot of talent in that squad. And, and it's it just goes to show that that competition... You know that club competition um, is really paying, is really starting to grow in WA. And I think the fact that the Force are favourites for this, they're they're going to be hungry for this one as well. Um, they're going to want to win this and really, because um, there was in the midst of all the political stuff going on off the field last year, there was a real sense, you know, both from fans and also in the players that they were really determined to win it. Um, and I think that. Yeah winning it this year would really send a strong message about uh, about the strength of rugby in the West and also how they yeah. organise themselves. Yeah, I, I think it'd be fantastic if they won it this year. I, I, I genuinely believe that. I think that it would be... It would, it would it would just, you know, underline so many points that, that, that we've been trying to make. So, well, but I'm, still, I'm still not sure, and yeah. I'll be interested in your thoughts on this, guys. I'm still not sure about the Western Force playing. In, in the NRC, like I, mm. I, so I get I get the need, the want, and the, the desire to flow on, but oh, you know what was wrong with Perth Spirit? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I guess I will feel disappointed if there's not ten thousand people at these games. I, 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 yeah. I can't understand why. Why wouldn't there be if they're getting yeah. fifteen thousand to watch? And maybe it's not the international quality, but maybe. They should be seeing record crowds. I, and yeah. I know they're going back to, you know, the, the University Oval or whatever it is, University yeah. of Australia yeah. Oval, and it's it's You're free right, and yeah. open. But if they're getting 15,000, you know, ten to 15,000 for those games, surely those guys are all coming back to this. Not all of them yeah. at a stretch, but they should be getting 8,000, 9,000 games. Well, and they, they were getting four and five thousand last year, so yeah, I, I, I can't I, and, I can't and, see why and, they wouldn't be getting seven or eight thousand this year. Yeah, and all the crowds were up last year, which is great. And yeah, the Fiji Dura, who we might talk about next, had great home crowds too. So, mate, if that's right, if the Force can pull that crowd and 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 um, 
Fiji keep doing it, and we, well, who knows what happens elsewhere. We could have a real boost in numbers this year. So yeah, yeah, well, exciting it's, to see. It's free. It's free entry yep. um, down here this year for for um, for the Vikings. Um, yep. Is it? Be that's, the, that, that's the same. That's same in Queensland. Yep. Same in oh. Queensland, largely club grains. Although yeah. I'm not too sure they're going to Townsville and Mackay, and I know Mackay's a, a re- really good stadium up there, so I'm not too sure what yeah. they'll do there. But I, I think it's pretty much free entry, definitely in, in the Brisbane games. I've got Canberra a sneak suspicion is, the, Mel- the Melbourne games um, around town are as well, with the possible exception of Adelaide, because the, 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 the Rising yes. are playing one game in Adelaide. But yeah, yeah I think they're and, free mostly as well. Yeah, and then I don't know about Sydney, which we'll, we'll sort of talk about soon. Probably not. No. Realistically, I mean, I'd pay twenty bucks to get into Rams games last year. Yeah, so you got to get that media accreditation, mate. Um, <laughs> all right, well, let's let's move on to the Drua, um, mm-hmm. who were fantastic additions to the the competition last year. Um, made it all the way to the finals, which went before being knocked out by in a pretty impressive performance by Queensland Country. Um, but they'll be back next year. A bit of a turnover of players, as you expect. I was chatting to the guys at the the launch the other day and. You know, I was asking about certain players, and they've all they've all gone off to the professionals game. So they've always yeah. they've all mostly gone off to France and so on, which is which is great for them. But there's still a lot of a lot of those names we recognise from last year um, yeah. here, Brett, aren't there? Yeah, there is, and I'm and I'm really happy to happy to see that. So you're looking down your you have, you have Vediaki, the, the the prop, um, yep, uh, Dusivaki, the, the the lock. Um, we saw a lot of. Tavita Nangali last year. We saw a lot of Albert Tuisua last year. Masesi Vokka, I'm sure, captained them for a couple of games. Yep, he did. That open side, and he was fantastic. Um, I think Penny, 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 Saru, Penny yeah, Rodri, yeah. Penny Rodri, he's their captain this year, isn't he? Frank, Frank Lamani had, remember, he had about two and a half games of absolute sheer magic yep. and, then, and then broke his ankle. And we didn't yep. see him again. So, no, so well, I hope... well, no, that was Paselli Nathibi. Oh, it was too. Fullback fly half. So he's off it's overseas. Two. Frank Lamani is the little halfback who has right. spent, spent a bit of time with the Rebels this year. Yeah, um, right. And the, he was, he, Lamani, was really he was fantastic. And I think he actually, his try scoring was pretty damn yeah. high. He scored six yeah. per season, so top Something 10 sort like of thing. But, um, um, Aveti yep. Devetta, I think, finished the season yep. as a full, full-back winger and, and could yep. kick goals from everywhere. So yeah, there's there's some there's some good. Um, and the 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 real, I mean, I'm really glad to see um, Wangatumbu is is back in there as well. Uh, he yep. was the, the 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 flying fullback winger uh, there as well. So I I noticed there's no um, uh, John Stewart. Yes. So do you know where he's captain? No, he is. Was it John? So I was again talking to Fiji. I think he might be serving. He's oh, in the Middle right. East. Yeah. Yeah, righto. Yeah. So a couple yeah. of they, most of them have gone off to France, Italy, but I think it was John who's gone off to this to serve. So yeah, um, okay. nice little dose of reality there. So yeah. the, one of the names mentioned there is Albert Tuasui, who um, of course played for the Rams last year. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So he he had a, actually a really good season for the Rams, and I think it was on the back of that got. Bit of profile for Fiji, which I guess is part of the benefit of the Drua. They're obviously watching the Drua, but they're also watching the Fijians, the other team. So he got capped early this year, and I know he's been watched very closely for their November tour as well. So yeah, great, right. great development pathway for the NRC for more internationals. So, so keep keep an eye out how how they're going um, defensively this year. That was sort yes. of what part. That sort of was partly where they where they fell over um, last year. Now, 
Peter Ryan's finished up with the Brumbies, and he's gone. He's going to join John McKee's setup for ahead of the the Rugby World right. Cup and do some consulting coaching and all that. Cool. But he, but Rhino was actually telling me before he left that um, the Drua have got uh, Brad Harris on board, who is ex Canberra Vikings, ex Bond University. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. He's, yeah. he's going to be the Drua's defensive coach, apparently. Right. So, okay. Um, and, and they'll actually have a defence coach with yep. them all year. So I think that will make a bit of a difference this year. The other thing they should focus on is perhaps their discipline, yeah. if you remember that. Yes. A couple of hookers out for very long, long There was long some lengthy for, suspensions for, there, wasn't there? For fighting, yeah, yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah. Nick, once again, fantastic to have the Drua back and, and um, you know, look forward to it. And like you suggested earlier, they've actually been dealt some favours by having um, a couple of home games early on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, playing at home in front of that, it's a hard place to win in Fiji. I think only, like, you could tell that like, when, you, when you have a quality team like the Perth Spirit, who they were last year, go over and I think get flogged 40-7 to 7 mm. about the potential of this team. This is my other team that I think are, are facing. Yeah, okay. Because yep. on, on top of the... Uh, I mean, yes, they have... The, the While they don't have the benefit of the fact that... I mean, they have had one week extra compared to everyone else, but that's obviously nothing compared to what the forces had. Another yep. thing that, is, that has happened with that, and that's something that we've been kind of dancing around uh, talking about this, on top of all the extra coaching stuff that Brett mentioned, is that all those pl- a lot of those players have gone, a lot of the more senior players from last year have gone overseas. So it's a younger squad there's um, yep. got. And I think another reason why the Drua fell apart last year was because the series was ending so close to the international seasons. A lot of... Yeah, that, they were losing guys. They yeah, were, were, That's right, they did too. And mm. They were losing guys to the international uh, to the international yep. duties. So with a younger yeah. squad, you're going to have players who are going to be sticking around for longer, who will be developing better combinations. And if the Drua make it to the semifinals, we'll be there. To play, yeah. Which I from think... from from memory, Nick, I think they lost nearly ten or a dozen to their spring tour camp um, with about two rounds to go last year. So yeah, that that made a, a huge difference. Yeah, so I think that's that's going to play a big part in how the uh, the Drua go this mm. year. Um, and I think the fact that they still have a couple of internationals in there as well, like Lamani, like Walker, and you've got those players like I like Cyril Reese in the fullback position. Yeah. That yeah. Playing. Um, and then, like you mentioned earlier, Wakatabu, who's um, really been playing. He, he was absolutely fantastic in their back line uh, last year. When it's particularly when he was combining with John Stewart, mm. um, it really showed showed off that Fijian flair um, that just got everyone in through the fr- uh, through the gates. And I reckon these guys are going to be really tough to beat. Yeah. yeah. Now they, these these guys these guys will have. Um, a, a little bit of combination with them because I think a lot of yeah. these guys would have played in that game against the Force early on uh, to kick off World well, Series. That's a good right? question. That'd be that'd be a good comparison of those teams. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at their um, just looking at their draw while we've while we've been talking here. They've got their first two games at home, and then they play. Uh, then they play where are we? Round three, they play Queensland Country Mackay. And then they play the Rays at Concord, and then they've got two home games, round five and round six, and then round seven is over in Perth. So they haven't got too bad a draw. Like they're playing, they'll be away for two weeks, and they'll have you know two two home games either side of that as well. So if they can if they can take all their home games, then you'd, you'd reckon 
you know, four, four wins out of start, seven would be, would, be, yeah. would be enough to get you in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, very interesting there. And the, I guess the other thing to acknowledge on the back of that game this weekend, the classic Wallabies are over there this weekend and they're um, doing, a, you know, led by Stephen Halls and James Holbrook, who do a great job. Of, yeah. They're playing, I think they're playing a curtain raiser against the classic Fijians, but they're also doing a week of or a few days of uh, clinics and, and village visits and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, um, stuff. awesome initiative by by, by them. Um and that brings us to the New South Wales team. So, you know, down to two teams this year, Nick. Um, no squads, but, uh, you know, I'd say the squads are pretty much not, uh, known, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Just probably just waiting for the, the, the Shoot Shield final to play off. They've got a bit of leeway. The Shoot Shield final is the same weekend, this weekend, the same weekend as round one. So it's almost... So we've got a round one and a half later on when Sydney played New South Wales as round one, but that'll be in about two weeks' time. But um, what do you think the change of uh, that dynamic in terms of three to two will do for New South Wales? Well, I sure as hell hope they can become competitive because um, it's. I think it's kind of been a real frustration that, you know, I mean, it, considering that the Shoot Shield is such a prominent rugby competition in this country that it hasn't, yielded a single toast rack yet is kind of mm. frustrating for a lot of uh, for a lot of folks it is good to see that you've got the likes of of the sydney rugby union um i think david Begg mentioned earlier this year that they really kind of want to be a lot more involved in the in in helping out with the raise it's good to see the likes of darren coleman um who's had, yeah he's, ha- he's been he's been having a blinder with ringer the last few years and two years ago took con- new south wales country to the final Sticking around. Can I can I just he's, ask he's a question? Done, he's there. done that. He's done that twice. Yeah. Is he? He's the only coach I've ever had, isn't he? Um, yeah. He's he 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 was he was the he was last year was the last original coach left. Yeah. So yeah, so right. he yeah yeah he's into season five. Huge. He would Darren Darren Coleman would have a have a longer record than any players. I'm guessing. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> okay. Interesting. But All yeah, right. It's it's good he mentioned. It's good that he um. He mentioned that that he's sticking around and try and and continually yeah. trying that. I mean, he actually cited that that grand final loss as the reason why that helped him get the Rats their premiership the following year, um, which mm. it show, again shows the point of the, of the benefit of the NRC. I think the Rays will be a lot more of a of a wild card. It's they've got Sean Sean Fitzpatrick as the uh, not Sean Fitzpatrick, um, Damien Fitzpatrick. Damien Fitzpatrick. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Sean, Sean's been playing for a long time, you know. <laughs> um, but it's good. Is he, is he? Is he still got the high cut boots? Yep, still got the high. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it, they do have a new coach in Chris Whitaker, um, yep. which I think is an interesting change of pace. Um, yeah. On, uh, for the race, and I... see, see, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that picking up on no, that okay. because 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 Whitaker obviously is coming coming here to be uh, coming back to Australia to be assistant coach to Darren Dale Gibson next year at the Waratahs, and straight straight away, this is a sign that, that the Waratahs and New South Wales rugby are more invested in the NRC, um, yep. and 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 we've been saying this for years that, that this needs to happen. So I, I don't mind this at all. Absolutely, I agree with that, and. I think it, it, like we can't really tell much until the actual we actually see the name or the squads on on paper. Um, I reckon, but 
you'd hope that there'd be one of those New South Wales teams in the semis because there's yeah. so much talent in the shoot shield and the, and there'll be so many players from the Tars that will be in there. And the, the fact, it would be an indication as well that the Tars are, are New South Wales rugby are becoming more invested in the NRC to see that actually be rewarded with mm. on the field. So I'm really we, for that. We, we only have to go back to, to 2016 and... Country and the Rays finished yep. one and uh, one and two, or yeah, we are one and two, and, and then both lost the semi-finals as, as it as it happened. Uh, oh no, no, beg your pardon. New South Wales Country beat uh, beat Melbourne up in Newcastle, and then lost to Perth in Tamworth, didn't they? Um, so so you know they yes, certainly last year was the only time we haven't seen a a New South Wales side in the finals, and that and that I'm sure that had an, had a had an impact on them going back to two teams this year. I've, I've got no doubt that they'll be stronger. And, and we said the same thing, Reggie, you might remember a couple of years ago when, when they dropped the stars, yep. straight, straight away the impact was that, um, you know, if, you, if, if the three teams, you know, had their first 15, it was, yeah. it, was play, it was players 16 to sort of 23 that would end up in the fourth team, if you like. So straight away they come back. So their benches get stronger. The same thing will happen now. Um, now, now, that, now that there's, the, the, there's no Rams, unfortunately, um, Im- immediately the, the the two New South Wales sides get get stronger stronger depth, um, and they they'll have to be better. My my understanding is that Darren Coleman's country squad will be more than half of it will be country origin guys. So straight away I'm thinking no Mason's there. Yep. I know yep. Jed Holloway's going to be in there, and he's he's a yep. good country boy. But I'm thinking. Yeah, Alex Newsom. I'm thinking Will Miller. Um, yep. There's going to be uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, Tom Tom Staniforth. Uh, I hope Paddy Ryan's keep is, is going he around is, again mate. because he's, he is because he he's, he's he's been he's been great. He was at the, the launch. The I think country. he's captain. Yeah. Yep. Oh, fantastic! And that's and that's great. So, um, and he he's played some great rugby in the last couple of years of the NRC. So, uh, it's uh, yeah, these guys I think genuinely love playing for New South Wales country, and, and it'll be great to see them in the the bright orange Eagles jerseys this year. Yeah, so look, the, the name there you mentioned, Mac Mason. I, I really want to see a yeah. from here. He did some good things last year for the Rams, but this is his year. Foley might have another year for the Waratahs, and then it's Mason's baby, you know, yeah. if he's going to stick around. I'd, I'd love to see him really, you know, cement his ability as a 10. Um, Sydney Ray's the good, uh, had a great chat with Damien Fitzpatrick the other day, and a couple of names he was really enthused about. Um, was Jack Dempsey, you know. Yeah, he, of course. So apparently Jack's, Jack's really close to coming back. It's a sort of week-to-week prospect, so they're pretty hopeful having him for that first round, which would be awesome, whether he comes straight in or off the bench. Um, either way, by the end of the NRC, he should be playing full games, which is great. And the young Waratah prop, Matt, is it Sandell, who plays for Sydney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's apparently yeah. been killing it in club, keeping... Um, um, Who's the other? Oh, is that is Harry Johnson Holmes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bench for club sort of thing. So, um, you know, he reckons he's up for a big NRC too. So that's super exciting. So, well, um, Reg, we've seen Matt Sandel at this level before. He he was an absolute standout of the Stars last season when they made that run to the semis. Oh, really? Was he? Part yes, of that he team? was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, he okay. was part of that that young team of um, that, of, uh, of Pete Playford's of Pete Playford's team. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's great. The big yeah. The one... I wanted. Sorry, yep. sorry, Reg. Sorry. Here you go, Nick. Yep. The one big challenge that I really hope, and this is just going beyond the field for a second, um, is that while we mentioned that you know New South Wales country really of the New South Wales teams has really forged a strong identity, um, mm-hmm. there was I think with the Rays in a, in a sense are kind of starting it on the back foot because 
a lot of people here, down here got a bit really annoyed about the removal of the Rams. And, I mean, we, yeah. had, we had one on the drop kickoff um, in Nick Fitzer. Um, and it, I think what it really comes down to is that, like, and this has been a, a real big point for the New South Wales teams, is that unlike in, you know, in in the West and in in Queensland where, you know, support has been consistently getting better. Last year, you know, you, you'd barely get crowds of 500 to these games. Mm. So I really, I think the Rays already of starting things off on the right foot with taking some games, you know, there's a couple, there's a couple of games at Concord, but also kind of really as an actual team, not just with the NRC, but with the Uni 7s, them playing in the same jersey, they all train yep. together. There's a real sense that this that it's a much more united club, and I really hope that they include some of those really talented players from Parramatta, from West Harbour, um, from Western Sydney Origin in their squad as well, because it would mm. be really important for them to represent all of Sydney and get a lot of those Western Sydney pl- um, fans who are feeling very disenfranchised or feeling very... Um, mm like not, not feeling very happy about how they've been treated the last couple of months going, okay, well, maybe this is a team that I can feel I can start to support. I, th- I think, Nick, we, I think I might have followed Nick, Fit- Nick, Nick Fitzner on your, um, on, on your podcast there um, whenever that was a few months ago, and, and I, I made the point then that I'm, I'm really, uh, really torn on this decision. And on, on one front, it's great to see the Waratahs you know, really, really investing in the NRC again, and, and and there's certainly going to be the benefits of of New South Wales country and and the Rays being stronger this year, which is, you know, certainly going to help in terms of you know drumming up support and all that sort of thing. But coming in the same year that, that the Sydney Rugby Union's kicked Penrith out of the Shoot Shield, uh, you know, the, we keep we keep hearing about how how ripe the, the the Western Sydney nursery is for rugby, yet yet yet. Yeah, it's just it's not a great look, I've got to say. But you know, if it if it works, then it sort of works, and and that's why it's it's a really uncomfortable sort of situation. Um, I'm I'm glad the Rays have actually, as much as I love the Rays Harlequin strip, I think the move back to the traditional Sydney colours and and looking to try and really rebuild that Sydney country um, rivalry, which was a an absolute staple of New South Wales rugby. But I can I can remember that the games Absolutely. being played on, on on the ABC ABC when I was when I was a kid and and they were always cracking games. So if they can really build that that New South Wales rivalry and, and I think it will, then that's not necessarily a bad thing. On the flip side of it, Western Sydney is getting ignored again, and that's you know that is is this where World Series rugby steps in? Yeah, right. <laughs> if, if Western Sydney, mm. I've heard I've been hearing rumblings. That the the Rams might there might be some sort of Western Sydney team in World Series rugby. If so, yeah, how great! Would oh, and they've 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 made no no this, this, they've made no secret of World Series rugby that they're eyeing off Western Sydney, which would be a rather ironic move because the whole idea of dropping a Super Rugby team was to make a make you know make stronger Super Rugby sides. Yet out of this, we could end up with not five professional teams but six in australia yeah the the move was to go to four we might actually end up with six um quick here's a little flashback for you brett because you have mentioned darren coleman before and who's he's lasted so i've just pulled up the team list for the first round of the first year of nrc so i'm going to run through and just i'll just pull out some of the names this will be great 
pull out some of the names that are still playing. So first match to kick it off, I'm sure you remember it was Brisbane City for the Sydney Stars. Yep. So yep. we had Samu Karevi was there. Um, Michael Gunn, he's still in the Brisbane City squad. Adam Korzik was there. Um, I don't know. I know. I didn't realise Dave McDooling's still running around for Sydney University, whether he gets a call up. Yep. Um, who else we g'day, got? G'day, there? Dave, if you're listening. Big fan. Dave's a good man. Um, from that Vikings team, there doesn't look to be oh, a lot of... Oh, oh sorry, well, City Stars team. City Stars. Like Buddy Ryan yeah. was in that team. Um, Tom yeah. Robinson was on the bench. Matt Phillip was on the bench. Jake Gordon was on the bench. Um, next match was Canberra Vikings versus Perth Spirit. When Perth won in Canberra, interestingly enough. Tell, tell me, Reg, is, is yeah. Rod Iona at centre for, for the Vikings? Uh, no, he's not Iona, in this one. No, he, he was. He pl- he played for the Vikings of the first season. He's and then went over to Japan, right. or somewhere, and he's now back in Perth playing World Series he's rugby. In the World Series rugby, isn't he? It was Lily yeah. Fano and Nigel I. Wong in the centres, but oh, yeah. the rest of them, it's uh, Tom Staniforth was there. But interesting, the two props for Canberra Vikings were Ruan Smith and JP Smith, um, <laughs> with with, and, um, Al- with Alan Alatoa on the bench and Sione Taylor on the bench. Uh, no, uh, Les no. Macon was the other prop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Sione Taylor is back in the Viking squad this year after a, yeah, a couple of seasons right. out. So he's the, Thanks. um, the big, the big, the big fellow with the voice of an angel. Yes, yes. Yeah, so remember. for Perth Spirit, Heath Tessman was hooker back then. He's thereabouts. Yeah. And the reserve hooker, the reserve hooker is Harry Scoble. So he's been yeah. around as well. Yeah. Richard Hard, Richard Hardwick was also on the bench. And um, it was, and I'm, and I'm sure it was, it was the first, second, the second, season that, that Arnold Rurangi come through and, and that was yep. when, when Tess, Tess said to me, keep an eye on this guy, we call him the axe oh, murderer. really? Because oh. he, he, <laughs> he just kills kills people at training. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, New South Wales Country Eagles uh, beat the greatest Sydney Rams. How about this for a score? 31-2. to two. Um, and, That's uh, right. The Rams kicked, yeah. The Rams kicked the first and, 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 and the first two-point penalty goal yep. of the NRC. That's right. Yep, Ben Volavola. It was the only one yep. that season. So not much still there. Oh, Will Miller was in the back row there. He'll be there about. Mick Snowden, I think he'll be there as well. Um, let me have a quick look at this Rams team. Uh, Takeli Naravoro was there. He won't be around. Yeah. Jed Holloway yeah. was captain. Pat yeah. Steele, I expect he'll probably be in a squad there somewhere. Yeah. Hugh Roach probably. Um, I wonder where and, Hugh Roach pops up this year. Yeah, I, I don't know. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if because well, and I wonder where Tolu, well Tolulati played for for um, the Eagles last year, um, he but, did too, but yeah. Hugh, Hugh Roach was with the Rams last year, so I wonder if I wonder where he goes, and I wonder if they if the Waratahs will want him to get more game time and not get stuck behind Fitzpatrick at the race. Yeah, exactly. Well, you'd think if Lati stays for the Wallabies, it would make yeah. sense that he'll end up with the Rams. And then finally, um, the last game was the Melbourne Rising versus the North Harbour Rays, and it was a oh. Rising 155-34. So the Rising had Seth Manea, Bali, Tom English. Uh, who else is this year? Um, De- De- Debrasini. Debrasini uh, was there. Sturzaka. Sturzaka, Tamani. I mean, they had a great team, but just thinking yeah. who's still around now. Not much more. The Rays, uh, some great names there, but none I don't think are still around this year. Maybe Josh Holmes. I don't know whether he'll back up again, but yeah, sensational. So still a handful of players back from season 2014, the first of the NRC. Seems so long ago, Reg. It does, mate. It does. (laughs) Um, Look, lads, that's all. All right, look, we're going to do a quick – we've – 
gone in detail, but let's look at this quick. There's only three rounds in round one, obviously. We've got that 1.5 in there. Fiji Drew versus Melbourne Rising. Brett, give me a quick tip. Oh, Fiji at home. I think it'd be too, too strong there. Nick, do you see any, see any different there? No. Yep, no, I think so. Fiji Drew. Uh, Dan, your way, Brett, you've got the Vikings hosting Queensland Country. Wow. So yeah. this is a, a replay of grand final, but also a replay of, I think, the round one game last year, which was last year, what's a the, pretty yeah, sensational and- game. The Vikings will be running out in the uh, in the old Camp Cookborough's colours right. yep. again too this this weekend. Uh, look, I they're really and I'm, this is, I said exactly the same thing before the final last year. They are so close on paper that you can really only go with home ground advantage, um, and that's the only yes. way I'm splitting them at the moment. Yep, uh, exactly. And we'll see these teams, but if the rumours of Banks, Arnold, Powell, you know, are, yeah. are true, that's a pretty it, big. Yeah, even if they only get even if they only get two of the rumoured four or yep. five, yep. yeah. Nick, what's your thoughts on this one? Oh, this is actually going to be a pretty close one, I reckon. Um, it really depends on that on on how many <laughs> Wallabies and Super Rugby players get named for Canberra. If it is yeah. if it is the case, then I would probably go for um, if there's a lot, then I'd probably be backing a close one to Canberra. But if not, um, I reckon this this country this country um, outfit will uh, will end up victorious. Here's yeah. um here's a here's something to ponder, given that he's Missed the first two tests. Could there be a direction to get forty minutes into into Taniela Tupo? Yes, I hope so. Absolutely, yeah. he should. Yeah, absolutely, he should. Um, yes, that would that, be very interesting to see. I hope so. That that would be something. Yeah, um, and then the last game was on Sunday at North Rugby Club in Brisbane. Brisbane City hosting Western Force. So this will be an early. You know, and, and I guess as well as the Force have. Um, Perform this year and how well their preparation is. This is their first game of the season on the road. So mm. whether that plays into, um, personally, God, you know, I don't know, but it depends on that Brisbane side. I still think they look a little bit too disjointed and I think the force will win. Yeah. What about you, I, Brett? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've gone, I've gone the force there as well. And, and we've, we've got to remember, like, per spirit traveling, they, and, and Heath Tessman, again, Heath Tessman's said this to me a few, few times over the last few years. When when they're travelling, they just they know the routine so well. They you know, they know they you know go to the airport Friday morning. They travel. They have a light day. They play on the Saturday or the Sunday. They you know fly home at Sparrows Far the next morning and they go home and have breakfast and they're in their own bed. Uh, they're, they're they're so used to travelling the other side of the country for the NRC games that they're just yeah. like, he called it their happy, had their happy place. So <laughs> you know I, I don't I don't think they'll be worried about that at all because there would be enough of them that have done it. To, to, to keep the ones that haven't um, in line. And, and I think their combinations uh, will, will count for a lot. So I, th- I think the force should be too good there. What about you, Nick? I have to agree. Force are playing really well. As, as, uh, they've been, they've, the fact that they've had so much time together, the fact that they've looked good when they've had so much time together, um, and as much as I do see a lot of potential in this Brisbane City squad, um, it's... It's going to be a tough. If it'll be a, mm. it will be a great statement of intent if they do pull it off and they grab the win, but you just have to look at this four squad and go. Mm. It's it's a tough. It'll be a tough one. It'll be a big ask for this for this city side. With the, with the interesting sub subplot of Quade Watch because if if Cooper yeah. gets on the field and and we obviously haven't seen any teams named yet, but if Cooper gets on the field and absolutely brains them. Yep. Then you can imagine what the headlines are going to be on on Monday. Conversely, <laughs> if if he gets on the field and struggles deluxe, yeah. then the headlines 
you know, the opposite headlines will also be yeah, true. Exactly and, right. you know, Thorn vindicated. Can I, just, can I just mention quickly, that's nearly 90 minutes of a pod, and we've only just mentioned Quay Cooper. <laughs> and with that, we will wrap up. So, um, Nick, I know you've got uh, you've got your potting again tomorrow. You've got another a drop kickoff coming up. Yep, that's right. So I'll be back with the other Nick, uh, Nick Square, Nick Hartman, and we'll be doing. Uh, we'll hopefully be grabbing uh, David Beg on the uh, David Beg on the podcast, um, president of Sydney Rugby Union, um, which will hopefully we'll get to you in the next day or so. Talk about club rugby and also about hopefully a little bit about the NRC. As well, so yeah, awesome, mate. We'll look forward to it. And Brett, what have you got coming up? What's uh, um, what's I'm, the week? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still floating around. I'm going to be involved with um, rugby.com.au's NRC coverage Excellent. again, although not to the same extent that I have been in recent years. I'm uh, yep. started a started a new new role down here with the ABC in Canberra, so I haven't quite got as much time as I had in recent in recent years. So, yep. uh, but still a bit, but really, really pleased to be um, to be on board with uh, with with Pato and the guys. Excellent. Awesome. Well, Brett, thanks so much for uh, coming on last minute and, and allowing us to take 90 minutes of your time to, to rant about the NRC. We love it. Um, oh, look, I, I, I just I just pencil in the, the last <laughs> last week of August every year. You'll know. I know you'll come call in. So uh, well, I only it's, use it's, Skype it's, uh... once a year now for you guys. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, we are privileged to have you. And Nick, thank you for all you do for the show, for joining us and for putting it all together. And to all our listeners, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week. Heels off the top. Larkham. Herbert smashes through the middle. Gregan. Drop goal from Larkham. Up it goes. Could you believe it? Larkham has to be a beer.